Equality versus equity. Equality means every child gets a pair of shoes. Equity means every child gets a pair of shoes that fit. That means every school district has to meet every student's individual needs. I'm Jerry O. Green with the Black Student Advocate. We advocate for black employees and black students within the K through 12 school districts. We hold school districts accountable to make sure that black students and employees are in a fair and equitable workplace. Well, how you been? It's been a minute. Welcome back to Humanity Works Podcast. <clears throat> this is the place where we bring it sexy back to the everyday hardworking men and women who impact your life within close proximity, rising above this madness, which is called black culture. It's been a minute. This is a new season, and I'm going to start uploading the shows by season, um, you know, bringing the content the way it should be. Uh, and the content is evolving, as I always tell you from time to time, episode to episode, each and every day in life, I'm always still learning for those who talk to me on a daily basis. So the content is evolving. It's more universal. It's more broad. You know, men, I'm challenging men to be the better fathers, be better men that we could be on each and every day basis. But what I want to talk about right now in this particular episode is the biggest mistake that we're making in life is to think that we have time. This past weekend, I had to ride back home for a painful, unfortunate situation, which was to see my younger cousin at the age of 26 laid to rest. There was a lot of things that crossed my mind, a lot of things that, be, that began to ramble in my mind when my brother called me in the wee hours of the night. And you know when you get a call in the wee hours of the night, you know it's not good. But at that time, it still really didn't hit. I still couldn't believe that this was a reality. But in the leading days up until the funeral, there was a lot of confusion and chaos in the family. And, you know, we have a loved one who was who was hurt with all due respect and has the right to be. You know, there's a lot of things that we could do differently in our lives, in our everyday lives with our family members and interacting with our loved ones and our friends. That a lot of times we think we got the time to to make those changes. We think we have time and we don't think that we have time. The heartbreak in the whole situation is not only is my younger cousin gone, but also his mother and father have made their transition from this life as well, too. And that breaks my heart. Because if you would have told me years ago when me and my cousin were younger that I wouldn't have her with me still at the age of 50, I would have never believed you. But I assume I had time. In our family, another family member made a stark, disturbing observation. And that is that we have more young folk gone than the elders. And that's not the way that life should be. My father always talked about when one generation comes on, and when it begins to pass over, the next one steps up. And I've been witnessing this. But I've been witnessing it, witnessing this at the rate of our youth and our family. I was at work the other day and I was having a conversation with my cousin. And we were talking about the whole situation, trying to get more information on what exactly happened. Still stunned. But the one thing that he said, he said on a side note, I want to let you know about something. Cousin, 20 years ago. When I first started having my children, I was dealing with child support. You said something to me that hurt me to the core. And everything that he began to explain in the conversation, man, as he began to talk about this conversation, and I remember this conversation, it broke my heart. I'm riding down I-20 East, headed to Madison, Georgia, in tears. And I had to apologize to my cousin and ask for his forgiveness. Because at that time, I assumed that I was giving him tough love as his older cousin. I didn't realize that my words had impacted him and hurt him the way that it did. Question is, why did he hold it in all these years? 
And maybe because I'm his older cousin, you know, slash bigger brother, it might have been a respect thing. He probably felt like I couldn't entertain that question. I mean, that that conversation in which he said, you know what? I didn't feel like I didn't feel comfortable enough to be able to approach you with that conversation. I had to begin to look at my own self a little bit differently and how I dealt with people and the people who I might have hurt in the past. But 20 years is a long time to assume that we had that time to that point to have that conversation. And I thanked him for bringing that to my attention because I had no idea. We could have continued on for another 20 years and he had some in his heart against me and I would have never known. But we were fortunate that in this life we had this moment. So what I'm encouraging you, don't make the mistake of assuming that somebody knows what you're feeling or if they rubbed you wrong, if you felt a certain type of way. It is your responsibility and duty to open up to a family member because sometimes they may not know. A lot of people have done things that they thought was right in the name of love, in the name of value or in tough love that really hurt somebody and impacted them and actually got the opposite result. But just riding down the highway, I had so many thoughts. And whenever I lose a family member, I begin to reflect on the ones that we've already lost. I begin to reflect on my daily life with my children, the people who are within circumference, good, uh, close brothers that are mine, friends of mine, family members. I always try to self-evaluate to make sure that I'm loving on the people the proper way, that I'm respecting my family members the proper way, that I value them the proper way, because value is much more important and value is more powerful to me than love will ever be. When we got home, the vibe wasn't correct. It was not right. To see my cousin, to have to witness that did something to me. But I still didn't have a lot of emotions. Not yet. I had a few tears I shed, you know. But just things wasn't right. They wasn't vibing. People wasn't on one accord. So many rumors being spread, so much drama and chaos. And we even had family members that weren't allowed to attend the the um, funeral. And that's understandable. That's understandable. But that right there caused more pain and rift that we no longer need. And on the way back from St. Louis to Georgia, I was in the car with my cousin, in the truck with my cousins, three beloved cousins of mine. And I began to reflect on so many things in my life. But it still hadn't hit me yet. But I admire my father. The time I was home in St. Louis, I admire my father from the, for the composure that he kept and that he was there to honor my aunt and my cousin and to keep the peace. My father's pretty much the last patriarch of the family to keep the family sealed together, and he holds his duty down well. Although we told him this time, you don't say nothing about this. You stay out the way. This is more or less on the cousins than it was in the elders. But I really admire and respect my father, their generation, and the elders became before them who kind of had the formula of keeping family together. I'm not saying they always made the right decisions. I'm not saying they always did the right things. And I'm not saying they, they always gave us the best information for us to use in life. But they did execute a culture of family to where they would at least communicate, where they would love on one another, sometimes even fight each other, but still bring it back to the fold. I reflected on so many things in my past, the relationships with my children, with their mothers. I had to really look at myself. And really wonder what did I do in the past to cause pain and hurt upon an individual? What could I have done differently in the outcomes and situations that I clearly had an impact and influence on? Surrounding the death of my younger cousin, there was a lot of things that people said that could have been done differently. I remember walking out of the funeral. I just needed a moment just to clear my head, just to think. 
There was also another lady out there from the other side of my cousin's family, his father's side of the family. She began to ask me questions, ask me what my relation was to my cousin. I said, I'm his cousin. I'm his older cousin, second cousin. And her question was, when y'all family stood up, so many men and your family's larger numbers, it blew my mind that this is the end result. And a lot of times when people don't know, there's a lot of confusion. When people don't ask questions, it breeds a lot of confusion. And a lot of times it leads families to war and have something against one another and nobody really knows the truth. And so I kindly asked her to step outside and we had a conversation. And hopefully I gave clarity and everything was cleared up. But at the end of the day, we all have a responsibility for those who are around us in our families who are suffering with depression, who are suffering with guilt, who are suffering with shame, who are going through health crises, sometimes financial crises. And I'm not talking about those who are just bad money spenders. I'm talking about people who are really falling down on their luck that we know are hard workers who love the family and would give their last off their back. There's a lot of people that we're letting down daily in our daily lives. This ain't no one finger to point at one individual because we all could take the blame and we all could have done something better. And this is it is on us that this is the end result. I play I take my accountability in it and I hope others will take their accountability in it. But the one thing that we can't continue to do, family and friends, is assume that you have time. Because one thing's for sure and two things for certain. We all living on borrowed time. Nobody's going to live physically forever. 90, 100 years, that's a blessing. But even they won't last forever. And it's going to come a day in the time where you won't hear a loved one's voice no more. But I guarantee you, if you reflect back on your childhood when life was innocent, we didn't have bills, we didn't have kids, we knew how to love on each other. We knew how to forgive one another. We knew how to fight. We, we fought one another and then turn around and had to fight other people. This is something that we must rekindle and must understand that we don't have time. And if I've done wrong to anybody, family, friends, co-workers, whoever it may be, I apologize. Because I'm, if you're hurting, I probably just didn't know or don't understand that I impacted you like this. But let me extend an apology and I ask that you pardon me if I have rubbed you wrong, if I have hurt you, if I've said words or if I did something that hurt you that bad to where you shut down the communication and we don't talk. Because the last thing I want to do is for you to be standing over my cold body. In, in your presence, when you could have given, we could have did this over the phone. We could have did this while the blood was still warm in the body. We couldn't give each other flowers while we could smell them. I'm tired of getting together on occasions where death is the main focal point. And this one hit. I didn't have the hit until today. I wasn't even going to upload this episode, but I'm going to start it because it hit me today. When I got back and I just think about my family and I think about the greatness of my father. This man, how he's so selfless and loves on family. And I always tell people, if I could be half the man my father was, as he said about his own father, then my life would be a success. But I understand I don't have time to think that I have time to patch up wounds and to get life right. Not just start, starting with myself, but also extending it to family and friends. This is critical. I always taught my children that in this world, this world is becoming something different. The world is changing. This is not the world of the 60s and 70s and 80s. These children are different. Adults are different. Society is different. Society is decayed. But I say in this world, if you don't have family, you don't have nothing. Family is more of a valuable commodity to, than money. 
Because at the end of the day, it's going to take all of us to be at peace and to succeed in what we're trying to do in life. When I need somebody to talk to, if I can't call my father, I call my older cousin Crow. I value that conversation more than anything else because it's going to always be a high-level conversation with value and something constructive. But I'm telling you, you got angst and anger with somebody that did something to you years ago. It's time to let it go. Ain't no sense of crying over them when they pass on. It's time to let it go. Is the hurt really that deep to where you can't forgive a family member or where you can't pick up the phone sometimes and just say, hey, you know what? You hurt me, but I love you, family. This is something that I know my father does all too well. And I'm trying to follow his lead. I have two or three cousins that anytime I call them, they show up. Anytime I have a get together, they show up. I value that way more than money and anything else in life. To know that I'm loved by people that value me enough to love me the proper way. And I'm going to show it in return. There's a lot of family members I don't talk to often. I don't talk to every day. But I'm here to tell you that I'm going to do better. But I still value you and I still love you no matter what. And this that's how relationships are. If you have children, if you have more than three or four children, you know all the children ain't the same. You can't love them the same. You know, two of your siblings, two of your children may click. You know, two of the siblings may click and the two others may click. That's just how it is when it comes to life. It's natural. It's nothing. It's not to say that they don't love you. It's not to say that they don't like you. That's just simply how life operates. Stop assuming that you have time. It's time to let go of that pain and hurt. It's time to start chasing your goals and the things that are most valuable and most important to you. You have a dream. Go ahead and start chasing it today because you're assuming that you have time and you don't. Starting that health diet today and exercising, start today. And don't assume that you have time. Start it today. Wherever you're lacking at in life that you need to correct, start today because you don't have time. Whatever you want to achieve in life, whatever your greatest fears are, something that you've been thinking about doing for years, go ahead and start today because you don't have time. I was, I was once at a, 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 a revival years ago, and a minister said something that was so profound. He said, go to your grave empty a lot of y'all have gifts and talents you have music in your mind you have books in your mind you have businesses in your mind you have talent and gifts that can be used to impact society and solving problem mechanics and abilities in your mind empty it out before you leave this world because you don't have time because the one thing that i understand is that even though when you know somebody's about to pass it still catches you off guard Time is the most precious commodity that we have in life. Time is a precious currency. Everything I just said 10 minutes ago is gone forever. I will never get it back. What you did yesterday is gone forever. You will never get it back. So my suggestion to you is to make good history every single day of your life. My grandfather, one of his favorite songs that he always loved was made the works that I have done speak for me. And my grandfather's been long gone since 88 my grandfather was laying, had been deceased almost six, seven years before I ran into a situation on the street and law enforcement was involved. And I handed the officer my driver's license and he looked at the name and saw it said Thames. And he asked me, excuse me, do you know Reverend C.A. Thames? And I replied to the officer that I did. That was my grandfather. The officer replied to the other officers. Hey, let him go. Let him go. Hey, your grandfather was a good man. He saved my life. You drive to his drunk ass to get in the passenger side of the seat. And I was at home. Didn't have to go to jail. Didn't have to bond or book nothing. A good name is better than silver and gold. 
a precious heart is better than anything that you could ever offer anybody in life. Humility, being vulnerable around your loved ones is the greatest sign of a strong individual because it's not the easiest thing to do. And I'm here to tell you today that as for myself, I'm no longer living like I have time. I'm going to live each and every day like it's the last day, each and every breath and each and every minute and second like it's the last one. And I know we say it all the time. We hear it all the time. But then a few minutes later, we continue on with life like we got time. We were continuing on with anger, sadness, grief, depression, doubt, uncertainty, strife, jealousy. Let it go. Because at the end of the day, death comes unexpectedly. And you had better make sure that you took care of your business in this world and have your affairs in order before you leave this world. Because once you're gone, you're gone. And it's a powerful thing because I think about my dad and his generation and the generation before them. I remember that time when family was family. And it's true. It's like that movie Soul Food. When Big Mama died, the whole family fell apart. My father always said that a minister's family is the enemy's number one attack. And I saw it happen right before my eyes. When my grandfather left, the family changed forever. When my uncle Milt left, the family began changing forever. A lot of our elders, the women in our family, Big Mama, Ain't Maddie, Ain't Leon, Ain't Irene, Irene, Uncle Percy. Do you understand me? I seen a lot of my family members leave this world and things were never the same again. I can't remember the last time I got around the family function where all the men in the family stood around in a circle like my dad and Uncle Ed and Larry Mack and all those guys in the family and Uncle Willie and Dennis and, and John and all them got in the circle and they would sing them tunes that the family just loved. You have to cherish the time that we have with one another because they ain't coming back. And before I lose another family member, I promise you I'm going to do better to reach out, communicate, Because I know we living on borrowed time. I'm not making that mistake no longer in my life to think that we have time. And all my goals, the things that I have in me, I'm working to empty them out each and every day. And I suggest that you do the same. And for my people that's watching me right now, no matter if I know you through sports, basketball, softball, coaching community, my parents, whatever, I suggest right now you change the algorithm of your life and get on a path of living as if you know you don't have much time. And it's not to say you won't live another 20, 30 years, but we need to keep in mind of not making the mistake of thinking that you have time because you don't. Because right now you also have loved ones that if somebody told you that they would not be here today, years ago, you wouldn't have believed them either. So family, to my family, my loved ones and my friends, I want to say that I value you all and I love you all. And I want to be right and I want to do right. And I have no problem with anybody picking up the phone to call me and cuss me out. But if you need to do that to me, to where to get us back on a level of where we can be family again, laugh and joke and be at each other's side when we need to be, then I'm for it. And I ain't got nothing to say. You know, I was called out. My name, somebody put the word fake on my name and it bothered the fuck out of me. But I had to get over myself because it wasn't even about me. And it's not the time to keep that same Venom rolling in the family That's been destroying us forever Because I refuse to believe that that attack Was the direct hit towards me So at the end of the day If a person feels that way To even think like that We need to have a conversation Once again man I thank you for sitting in I wasn't going to sit up here and cry in front of y'all I already got that out early today That hit came I just want you to really appreciate And value life 
I was at my cousin's house yesterday when we got back to town. I had to crash. And I was just sitting there, man, watching how his kids was just right there watching TV. He was just enjoying the moment. I told him, man, you better cherish these moments because they're going to go by fast. You're going to look up one day. They're going to be graduating high school. And you're going to look back at that moment when they was crawling around, chasing after you, daddy, and loving you and want to be picked up. And I'm telling y'all, man, y'all have better chairs each and every single day of your life. Travel with your loved one. Love on your wife. Love on your lady. Love on them babies. Even when they don't love you back. That's not your responsibility. Just love on them. And let life get the best out of you while you was here. This is the place where we bring bringing sexy back to the everyday hardworking men and women who impact your life within close proximity. We want to rise above this madness, which is called black culture. Family, I ask that y'all love on me more and I'm going to love on you more. And I ask that you forgive me if I have wronged you. I also want to give a shout out to the Robinson family. I want to give a shout out to the Robinson family and give my condolences on the loss as well, too. And I want to also give a special shout out to Mother Maria. I never met you. I've heard a lot about you, but I know that you've gone through a lot by losing the son of your grandson. And I just want to give you your flowers right now. You may never even see this episode, but I want you to understand that it's genuine value and love from me and my family to yours. Family, let's get better and let's do right. Peace. Uh. <laughs>